The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Next on Life Today, Dr. David Jeremiah explains how the biblical character Daniel lived a countercultural life and how we should respond to the godless culture of today. If you will look back on this time as an historian years in the future, you might say these were some of the darkest days that we've ever had as a quote unquote Christian nation. So it's no longer a matter of should I get involved? It's a matter that I must get involved, but then what do I do? Robinson, my wife, Betty, and I welcome you to life today. You know, I go to Gateway Church. We go to Gateway Church. And Gateway, you know, it's not too old, 15 years old or so, 30,000 people or more come every weekend. But we have a lot of services. So, you know, you can go, or you can be a Sabbath evangelical Christian, or you can go on Sunday. But as a result of the fact that we can go different times, you get to watch Sunday morning television. And there is somebody that you get so excited about that if I don't happen to be in the room, you'll come running through the house. You gotta hear this. I'll have to go in there and back it up and listen to it. We'll watch the whole thing. Who is that you're talking Dr. about? Dr. David Jeremiah. And yeah. I really do. I, I, I really enjoy him. You bless me. Thank Would you, you like to much. welcome Dr. Jeremiah to life today? Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. You and I have had some wonderful fellowship together, and I have told you this, and I say it. You're a statesman, you're a gift from God, you're a cancer. Not a, a survivor, but a thriver. <laughs> and you are, in my opinion, an instrument of God speaking clearly. And you speak like a father. You might say like a, a grandfather. But however it is, it comes through as the Father God, I believe, wants it delivered to his people. Mm -hmm. Would you agree this man communicates like a loving father ought to talk to his family? Do you all agree that's the way this man <laughs> communicates on television? I said this to you privately. I want to say it to those of you all over the world. Shadow Mountain congregation. Isaiah said of the people in his day, your countenance testifies against you. You know, a lot of people, you can, you can look at them in America, their countenance testifies against them. Some of the ones that are celebrities and heroes, their countenance testifies against them. Shadow Mountain, those of you who love this man, I see you in the meetings around the country. Your countenance testifies of the glory of God and the appreciation for this man. And I want to thank you, sir. Now, Agents of Babylon is, is absolutely presented in one of the most beautiful, dramatic portrayals I have ever seen. Everything you put up when you're preaching, the people that work with you, fabulous. I want to ask you this. This is just something, when I first heard you doing this, I'm curious. Are there some similarities in our dear nation today and Babylon. Well, obviously, uh, James, that's one of the reasons why this book so captured my heart. I, um, I've always been conflicted to some degree about how much I should be involved in all of the issues that are going on. I mean, there's an issue every week. You could, and some guys do this, you could just preach on issues every week. And I've always been a student of the Word of God and a Bible teacher. But, um, I remember thinking recently that these weeks that we've experienced uh, in the last uh, 
half a year, maybe some of the worst weeks I've ever experienced. I mean, just stop and think about it. We've had an assault on human life with Planned Parenthood. We've had an assault on marriage from the Supreme Court. We've had assault on our security with the Iran deal. And then we've had all these shootings in these schools and something. The, the tension that's in the, even the inner city oh. between the very oh, forces yeah. that could protect Absolutely. them and the ones that need it. And I think, I told our people recently that uh, if you will look back on this time as a historian years in the future, you might say these were some of the darkest days that we've ever had as a quote unquote Christian nation. So it's no longer a matter of should I get involved? It's a matter that I must get involved, but then what do I do? So I started reading the book of Daniel and studying for this book. And I really believe that God gave me my answer as I began to do that. Well, it seems to me that he did. It seems to me a lot of people who recognize clarity, wisdom, potential impact got behind you because uh, Hollywood has never done anything more dramatically uh, clear to portray the message of the Bible that you're trying to deliver. So I don't hear it as much as a last day's thought of get out of Dodge, no. get the great escape route. I see it more as understanding how we who know the Father and the Great Shepherd, as did Daniel so well, mm -hmm. that this is our day to suit up in what he was suited up in to face the times. One thing you point out, tell us that journey of Daniel. It wasn't just right. like a pleasant little no. trip. And here's the thing that's really amazing. You know, I, I'm sure you're like I am. When I have trouble, one of the things I always pray is, Lord, can you get me out of this? You know, <laughs> can I please get out of this sure, mess? Sure. Well, Daniel went to Babylon when he was a 14 year old boy. He was captured and taken there as a hostage and he lived in Babylon as a captive until he was in his mid-90s. When the people of Israel were finally allowed to go back to Jerusalem, he was so old and so weak, he couldn't make the journey, and he died in Babylon. Wow. So here's this man of God who was taken to a pagan culture, not unlike the challenges we've been talking about, and God allowed him to live in the midst of that culture for 75 years, and he was promoted to the top position under four different kings during the time he lived in Babylon. Unbelievable. And James, what I said to our people, I remember one day God gave this to me. I wrote it down. We actually made a bookmark out of it. It goes <laughs> like this. He didn't stand down. That would have been cowardice. He didn't stand aside. That would have been... Um, compromise. He didn't even stand against. That would have been contention. He stood up. Mm -hmm. That was courage and conviction. Wow. And wherever Daniel was confronted with the culture, you will not find one message in this book where he rails against Babylon. He just stands up for what he believes. Wow. He won't eat the king's meat and drink his wine. He won't bow down to his God and he won't quit praying. He nope. just stands up. He's just God's person in the midst of this environment. And that's what I sensed God was saying to me. David, you don't have to be a, you don't have to trade your pulpit in for a soapbox. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do that. I'm not a, and I'm not going to get on a, a talk show and try to out yell the person who's across from me <laughs> because I think that's demeaning to your message. No, you wouldn't make it in Congress. Uh, well, no, I know that. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't make it. I wouldn't make it on most talk shows either. <laughs> or in most Baptist conventions, right. I'm sorry to say. But you know, I, I, I got to tell you something. I tried this out. Right after God gave this to me, was right after the marriage amendment came out, and immediately I knew this would happen. The local TV station called and said, could, you, could we come out and talk to you? 
And so I was thinking, don't stand down, don't stand aside, don't stand against, stand up. So he came out and he asked me what I thought about, the, and I said, well, you guys already know what I think, but let me tell you what I want to tell you. I said, next year, uh, next week, I'm going to be married to the same woman for 52 years. God's given me four great kids. I got 12 great grandchildren. Man, I love the family. When God created the family, he got it right, and I want to stand up for the family. And the guy just looked at me like he didn't, he didn't know what to do. There you did it. And guess what? The next day, the interview came out, and they didn't mention any of that. They just said, <laughs> the whole city of San Diego is so happy and celebrating the decision of the Supreme, all except for David Jeremiah out of Shadowman Church. And they played the most negative thing I said in the whole 20-minute interview, oh, which I'm is the way it goes. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And I, I really don't. I like to be on live. See, we're not editing. We're going to keep everything in here. Yeah. If anything's edited out, it'll be me. It'll okay. Be You'll be <clears throat> Listen to me. When... We in America, and I need you to tell me what you feel. I, I see where Daniel ended up. I see we face a lot of the same pressure he faced. We need to be willing to walk it out, not dependent upon we know it's going to change the way we want it. We got to walk it out no matter what, come hell or high water. But there is a very powerful promise that the gates of hell should not prevail against Amen. his church. Amen. If the church will stand up together in love, in answer to the prayer of Jesus in John 17, one with the Father, sanctified, purified by the power of the word, the truth that transforms. And we would come together in supernatural unity that he prayed for. And I believe the enemy has fought that from the moment he prayed it. If we would come together, do you think there's a chance that this nation could experience a great awakening and that awakening could enable the church to take the gospel to the ends of the earth more effectively than ever in human history. Do you see that I, as a I, I possibility? You, James, I, I don't know the future, but I will tell you this. I do believe with all my heart it's the only chance we have. Yes, we don't is. have it. There's not in the political realm. You know, we're all fired up about this election and all the craziness that's going on. But it doesn't matter who gets elected. It's not going to make the difference that needs to be made in this country. That's a spiritual issue. It's at the heart of the church. And but it, it doesn't it, mean that Christians should opt out of the process absolutely. any more than the Germans. Had they been asked to stand up and vote whether we continue to take these Jewish people off in these boxcars, telling them we're taking them to a better place, and we know full well they're taking them in there and executing them, and you have a chance to vote to stop it absolutely. and for the church to opt out, if we don't get involved today, we're basically doing the same thing. Well, we're let me out. just tell you what we're doing right now, James. We're doing these events. We just we had an event in Denver with about 12,000 people. We're going to have the largest event we've ever had in Raleigh-Durham in a few days. We'll have 15,000 people uh, at the PNC Arena there. And this whole thing is called the stand-up tour. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to get people to understand that if Christians would just stand up in some of the basic things, for instance, in the last election, 50% of the evangelical people didn't register, and 50% of the people who did register did not vote. That's terrible. And I think that's a sin, doctor. I do believe that. So here's what we do. When they come to these events, we give them all a little bracelet when they come in the front door, and the bracelet says, stand up on it. Then as they leave, we give them a, another five, and we say, get some other people to help you. If we can't even stand up and vote, there is no way we have any right to complain about the I mess we're in. I agree with that. And so, no right to complain. Right. Don't curse the darkness. Turn on the light by being the light and being involved. Why is it important to have understanding of the times? Because understanding matters. Right. Get understanding. Get wisdom of the times and how we can actually choose some leaders who might know what our founders knew. There's divine providence. Wisdom comes from above. God knows we need it. Absolutely. And you know, 
James, I've had some people say, well, just tell them, these people who come to your events, most of whom are Christians, just tell them to vote. You need to educate them. And I said, you know what? The problem isn't that they don't know what they should do or even who, who they should vote for. The issues are the sanctity of life, the sanctity of the family, the security of our nation, the freedom of speech, the, the, the uh, provision for Israel. I mean, there's some basic issues. The Bible speaks to all these issues. There's some, even some economic principles Absolutely. that might be nice to put in practice. And, 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 and Christian people are not ignorant of those things. It's not an, um, an issue of ignorance. They've been it's indifferent. An, it's an issue of indifference, of apathy, of thinking my vote doesn't count. So why should I go? It's, it's not going to make any difference. Well, it, enough people have thought it doesn't make any difference. And we have lost some elections where some good and godly people could have been in office because we just didn't vote. I don't know if you remember uh, at the last election, Franklin Graham and I, we went out and raised a bunch of money. And, sure. and we put... Uh, and I'm proud of both of you for doing it. We put his daddy's uh, little speech in, sure. in 600 and some newspapers across the country. Right. And while uh, we didn't see the result that we necessarily wanted... Yeah, but you did the work. I, I found out that later... That ad helped a lot of Christian people to get in offices in the local sector and all of that. So we made a dent. Sure, yeah. And, I, you know, sometimes I think, Lord, um, someday I hope to do something right. But in the meantime, help me to do something, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, that's, that's kind of where you at. I, I don't know if we're doing everything right. But I know that one thing you can't do is sit and watch We've been sitting too long, James, and it's time for the people of God to stand up. And that's the message we're trying to carry across the and nation. We can't wait for someone else to do it. No, you can't. We Be do have right, a part. Because everybody does that, and then nobody stands yeah, up. That's and right. that's been true of a lot of preachers, and it's true of a lot of people in the pew. So we, we can make a difference, but we have to get rid of this thought that I'm not important. Mm -hmm. I say to all of you here in the studio and all of you watching at home, you are important. God created you for a purpose. You know, I, I know a lot of people think, well, I wish I'd have been born in a different time. You know, you're born in exactly the, the time God wanted you. He put you here for a time like this. He put me here for a time like this. I am here now because God wants me here on this planet, and he wants me to do what he's called me to do. And that's true for everybody. You can't say, well, the pastor will do it, or my leaders will do it, or, or my group leaders. You know, everyone has a role that they have to assume if we're going to see any change in this country. You know, I see a lot of people thinking last days and they begin to think the great escape. Mm -hmm. I don't see one indication from the Lord that although we know he's coming, mm -hmm. we're going to look forward to the glorious appearing. I do not see any indication that we're to hold the fort. No. I see that we're to storm the gates of hell, mm -hmm. take enemy territory mm -hmm. with a transforming heart and mind transforming power of the gospel, the power of the cross. And if we do that, I believe we can see God make up for the years the locusts have consumed, mm -hmm. bad decisions, the consequences of those decisions. God always said, if you return to me, I return right. to you, I'll pour out the rain in their economy. That was the economy boost. We're talking about the economy all the time. It would be amazing what would happen to the economy if we turn the productivity over to the God who could oversee the producers, who oversee what he gave them as partners with him, with all he created, we could meet every need and every challenge, not make everybody the same, but we would reveal him in his glory and needs would be met. It is not too late for and, that. And James, you're absolutely right. Here's an interesting thing about the study of the word of God. In every passage where there is a promise of the Lord's return, 
there is an admonition in the context of how we should be living during the time we're awaiting it. And it's always about living in a pure life, living a productive life, evangelizing the world, uh, comforting one another because you've heard these words. God never gives us a promise uh, for the future so that we can sit home and put a white sheet on and wait for him to come back. He gives us that promise, and, and I don't know how it affects everybody else. I'm a prophetic teacher, but it, it provides for me a great sense of urgency. Yes. Uh, and too. I say this to you and everybody, ladies and gentlemen, we don't have long to pull this off. That's right. if, God, if we don't get busy, it's going to be right. too late. We're digging right. a deep ditch. Yeah. It's becoming a grave. Yes, right. it is. And well, that's why, but at the same time, I'm excited because oh, I'm excited. I see God at work. I yeah. see God doing some things that I never dreamed I would ever see. Yeah. Uh, and um, I well, talk to pastors around the country. There's a stirring among uh -huh. the body of Christ. And you're, you're helping lead the stirring. And hopefully we're contributing too. I, I just want everyone in this studio and everyone watching, listen, we can become that mighty army. Suited up. By the way, we get suited up for battle. This is not a, a little no. la la land trip. No, it's We're going to have to get really ready to go into war, but we can win. We can. we can fight from victory to victory. And if we get knocked down, we get up, and we get up in the power of the Lord who will lift us out of a pit, who's inclining his ear to us. If we get thrown in, fall in, or we dig it and get it in ourselves, he wants to get us out, stand us on our feet, stand up, and become a mighty army. That's what the church is in these last days. This man is inspiring us. Would you say a great thank you to Shadow Mountain and to Dr. David Jeremiah? I don't know anyone today. And I think probably Franklin would say this too. I don't know anyone today I think is being any more effective in communicating the truth. Thank and by the way, Franklin, we love you. And I think you're... Uh, city tour to the capitals for prayer meetings all next year. I just believe that was born in the mind of God. You know, there are a lot of people praying, but I think we're seeing some prayers answered. Yes, we And are. I believe you're an answer to the people's mm -hmm. prayer. I want to believe some of the things we do is an answer to prayer. I know when we help little children that yes, are starving, it's an answer to the mother's prayer. But I believe Franklin's an answer to prayer. How about all of you not only pray, but how about you start living? How about you start living to be an answer to prayer? How about we all become an answer to the prayer of Jesus? That we become that family standing together, like Dr. Jeremiah says, where that light cannot be hidden. Once again, tell him thank you. I love thank you, you, my brother. Thank you. Thank you. We are, we are going to show our viewers something that their hearts leap to accomplish. Do you know what it is, is that you show us all the time? A demonstration of the love of God. Think about this. If we're the body of Christ and we're submitted to his head and we sense what's in his heart, we can extend his hands. And it would be possible to put the loving arms of God around a hurting world. I'm going to show you where you can begin to pick up those who are suffering. And I promise you, this isn't wishful thinking. This is not try to find a cure. This is the absolute answer to the need addressed and the prayers that many mothers and many families are praying and missionaries watch closely. 9,000 miles by air and hours in off-road vehicles. Our journey to reach these desperate locations are long, but they pale in comparison to the suffering of those who await us. I'll never get used to what we see here in these remote areas. But when we visit the clinics, we're confronted with the reality of what happens when mission feeding hasn't reached a village. Right. 
Oedipus little kid. I mean, just look at the way she looks at you. I'm struggling. I'm, I'm actually struggling to survive. I'm just struggling to live. You know, and that's what malnutrition does to the body. for this little one and for many, many like her. It doesn't have to come to this. This little girl needs our help. You know, this mama's doing all that she can do with all that she's got. And we can help her. We can help a lot of mothers like this. Don't you want to see that? Don't you want to see these little ones live? But I just thank God for Jeannie Rogers. You know, Billy Graham's daughter Ruth has been, Beth Moore's been many times, Kathy Tricoli. And uh, Tammy Trent, so many men to the, to the mission field. Jeannie Rogers, one of the greatest singers that's ever lived. And uh, sang in all our crusades. Jerry Falwell said many times, he said it over and over when she'd sing in a coliseum or up at, uh, at his church, greatest singer on the planet, man or woman, of Jeannie. How does a woman that has sung to millions of people in person and such a great praise leader. What's she doing over on the mission field? Because that's where we went. And there's a great singer on her face before God holding children. Because the love of God sent her there. And millions of lives have been saved. But only because you heard her heart cry and you answered. You literally extended the hands of God. And Betty, this is our last week. We need to raise enough money to get eight 10 ton trucks. We need another more than 70,000 of those heat resistant bowls. And, uh, you know, we're looking at over 300,000 for that. Plus, we've got 400,000 children that we've already located that need to be fed so they don't end up in a clinic where they're just fighting for their last breath to get a breath. And I'm believing everyone watching is going to help. I believe it, too. I think your heart was touched. As you listened to Jeannie, as her heart was broken, you're, you may be sitting there weeping along with her, and that's good. But we've got to do more than weep. We've got to reach out. We've got to make that difference. We've got to get the food to them that these precious mothers want to give their children as, they, as they're watching their life slip out away from them. Please join with us, and let's... Let's get the food to the children. We also need the trucks, James. We need the, the, the transportation to get them there. And we need the bowls so that we can give them to the children. So they, they, they cherish those bowls, mm -hmm. James. Mm -hmm. They hang on to them because they come back and bring them for more food. Well, I'm believing in this last week, we're just gonna have a tremendous response and we need to. When you think about the trucks costing, you know, a little over $30,000 a piece, and you've got 400,000 kids, you break it down though, think about this. For $30, 50 or $100, we can feed three 
five or 10 children for the next several months. And I would encourage you, I'll always ask you, I don't think anybody needs to help you guard your money. I'll always try to get you to expand your hands with love and give. If you could help us take care of 10 children, you make a $100 gift. Would you do it? 30 or 50 is going to be really important to the three or five you help. If you could help us with those trucks, making a gift of a few thousand dollars, maybe you could give a truck. Who knows what God's enabled you to do? I believe you're going to do it. Go to lifetoday.org, take your bank card, lifetoday.org. You make your gift right there online. Or you can dial the number, take that card, use it like a check. That's how you use those cards. If you make a check, make it to life, but call us and tell us what you're putting in the mail. We need to know because this is the last week. We have some special gifts for you, but you're giving the greatest gift. We want to say thank you. Some people are going to thank you throughout eternity because they've seen the love of God up close and personal. Thank you for sharing it. Disease, malnutrition, starvation, all terrible human atrocities being faced every day by people living in remote and impoverished areas of Africa. And those at greatest risk are the children. Life's Mission Feeding Program is there, able to feed and care for over 400,000 children in crisis areas of Angola, Mozambique, and Sudan. With previous food reserves gone and malnutrition levels in Angola rising due to increased food scarcity, we desperately need to replenish our supplies for our feeding programs immediately. Your life-saving gift of $30, $50, or $100 will help feed and care for three, five, or 10 children for the next three months. Also, please consider an additional gift toward our $316,000 goal to provide eight all-wheel drive trucks and 76,000 new bowls for the children. As our thank you, we'll send you this soft-covered journal Bible featuring the Gospels, Psalms, and Proverbs for your devotional time in the Word. With your gift of $100 or more to help feed 10 children, please request the complete Holy Bible Journal Edition, perfect for keeping notes and insights as you read and study. And finally, with your gift of $1,000 or more to help feed 100 children, you may request this beautifully framed canvas print of The Forest Chapel by Thomas Kincaid. This is the last week. Please call, write, or make your gift online. I want to say thank you. I'm believing that God's going to give us a miracle. And I believe, you know I've prayed a lot. You know this. Mm-hmm. Lord, would you someday move on everyone watching and they would extend a hand and share something, whatever it is. Maybe they buy a bow, one of those heat-resistant bows. They're a dollar. But would you, would you reach out to them and say, I'm going to help some of those kids. You might surprise the missionaries because you, you've never helped. You didn't have much help. But somebody gets a bow. Somebody gets, three children get help. But whatever you do today, if you'd like to have this incredible book, and pretty good, it's real good. You'd like to have it, it's online. You can go to the bookstores and get it, but I tell you what, we'll send it to you. You just help one of these children and just say, I want to bless those missionaries and what they're doing. We'll say thank you by sending you Dr. David Jeremiah's book, Agents of Babylon, and it is fantastic. Would you say thanks to Dr. Jeremiah? Doc, I love you. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so much for watching. Remember, last week, all right, check out the stream for understanding. Stream.org. All right? Good job. Oh, you can hear me cry, see my dreams.
I know Jesus Christ is real because my imaginary friend could not have done this for me. Bible teacher Beth Moore, tomorrow. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.